0: My head doesn't feel like it's on the axis properly. My neck is feeling out, at the vertebrae out, and it's always my canary warning about something being off balance inside and having breakfast date with my osteopath friend who said it's probably a brain spasm, which is really common. It's neurological. And more than that, I think it's ecological. The ecology, the balance in the world so deeply off, not sitting properly on its axis. Sometime around all of this discussion around millions of species going extinct, all of this started to come together. And I think that the thing that happens is we try to forget how sensitive we are. We try to forget that we are all on the same web because it's painful. We are sensitive. I sit out in my backyard right now and hear the birds chirping and there's such a glorious connection that comes for me in my heart being outside in the place where sentient beings belong and so much time is spent indoors we have this illusion that stillness is the absence of movement So you look at a forest canopy and think, nothing's moving in there, totally still. Look at the surface of the ocean on a calm day or a lake on a calm day, and it just looks like nothing's happening. But pull up the canopy of the trees or get your snorkel on, go under the surface of the water, and you see that these places are teeming with life there is so much movement like the birds that I hear singing their spring song there is a peace and a quiet to it even though it's a cacophony of sound so stillness isn't the absence of movement but it is harmonious movement harmony Synchronicity, interrelated, interconnected, systemic, united. We are all in this together, and our skulls are off their axis. I was thinking yesterday in yoga, I taught a restorative class. And it was a really quiet one. But we came into a warrior energy within the quiet. The warrior energy based in the breath. And so maybe you can picture this as you're listening. That you stand inside of your belly with your back to your sacrum. So you're facing your navel, basically the back of your navel And I want you to don your superhero persona of Spider-Man So in that persona, you send a spidey web to the back of your navel When you inhale, that spidey web gets very long As your navel pushes away from your sacrum, you expand your belly But the pivotal piece is that when you exhale, you slowly draw that web back in, not like a punch in the gut, but a slow and steady drawing in, belly towards spine. And the longer it takes you to do that, the more powerful it actually is. So try that one out for a couple of breaths, see if you can connect to that navel area and then you send a second spidey web to the back of your solar plexus so now as the navel draws in you also equally slowly draw the ribs down and in so the solar plexus drawing towards your sacrum creates this pull on the chest and even on the shoulder blades drawing down toward the waist. What's beautiful about this pattern of breath, this Spidey Man pattern where you've got the two webs, is that every time you exhale, your spine has the opportunity to elongate. Not because you're forcing it, but because you are harmoniously synchronistically drawing your belly to your back on your exhale and that is the most natural response is for your tailbone to drop and remembering that everything in nature has oppositional forces so as your tailbone drops doesn't end there the spine then ripples up through the crown of your head there's elongation that hyacinth cannot grow up if it doesn't first grow down it must grow its roots first so I hope that you feel as you draw in these two spidey webs this synchronistic response in your spine but there's a third spidey web And in my experience, it's the third one that really draws the power in. Not power over, but power with and power from within. And so on your third spidey web, you send that one down to the pelvic floor. It's a bit tricky because as you're exhaling and you're drawing that spidey web up it's not the skeleton, it's not the bones, it's the muscle. So it'll feel like testicles or vaginal walls are pulling up into the body. This is your mula banda. See if you can feel that. So now you've got these three spidey webs working together. You've got your ribs drawing down, navel drawing in, And the muscle of your pelvic floor drawing up, bones down. In this breath, we are working our core, absolutely, but it's through not just contraction but also extension because as you inhale, you're expanding. And so it's a very balanced way to strengthen a muscle because all muscles, all fascia must be able to not just contract but extend and expand. And so every time you exhale you have this opportunity to bolster the muscles the transverse ab- um, abdominus that come across the belly. What I like to call the abdominus us muscles your obliques. And even the rectus that comes down like the six pack that we all think about is mildly toned in this breath but what is what is the key is not just the strengthening of the abdominal wall but it's the way in which that strength massages your overly worked and tense back i'm not saying your back is strong i'm saying it's tense it's locked because I bet you've been driving your motor as fast as I've been driving mine, if not faster. And so you come into this quieter breath. Those three spidey webs need to take a long time to draw in. You might count to 10 or 12 or even 14, and the moment where you think there's nothing left... Two more counts. And in those final two counts, that is where the magic blooms. In those final two counts, the tailbone drops, the head ripples up and away from the tail. This is your harmony. This is the awakening of your systems. And now, take this a little further. This is where we did our warrior strength yesterday. If you're not standing, just stand. If you're sitting in a car, just visualize yourself standing. I know that I run the risk of over-metaphoring, but let's do it anyway. When you draw your pelvic floor up, might you imagine a volcano erupting up from the arches of your feet through your pelvic floor and through the entire central channel of your body, up through all the diaphragms? But remember what I said about all things in nature having oppositional forces. And so, yes, a volcano erupts up, but then the lava spews down. So I want the lava to be your ribcage, your shoulder blades, your tailbone, your pubic bone, even the outer sheath of your legs. And so, as strongly as you feel the upward surge of eruption, you feel an equally powerful downward stream along the outsides of your body, down toward the ground. Not only is that eruption coming up through your pelvic floor, but it's coming up through all of your diaphragms, even the soft palate in the roof of your mouth. And then even the very crown of your head. Up it goes, and then pour the lava down. Feel the lava even streaming over the tops Of your feet the outsides of your feet the backs of your heels this is power from within not only that but it's power with because you're summoning the deepest energy from the earth that universal energy that is infinitely powerful you are not infinitely powerful Without it, there is a limit to your muscle. There is a limit to your adrenals. There is a limit to what your stress response can take. Call on this deeper power, this surge. and draw it up through your arches, draw it up through the pelvic floor on an exhale, draw it up through all of your respiratory diaphragms and through the central axis of your body. And when the lava, that hot, beautiful lava flows down over your body, it melts the armor, the tension of your shoulders, your thorax, your chest. That trauma and stress that you carry in your pelvic floor releasing down as the lava pours over the pubic bone and the tailbone. This is stillness. Can you feel the abundance of movement, power, strength in stillness? So here was my thought yesterday. My thought is that we used to have these lives of deep routine. We ate three meals a day. We would get up, we'd tend the farm or the garden or the animals. We would tend the household. We would get together as families. We would eat our dinner together. It was all so routine. Food of one ingredient. Disruption came in the form of chaos. Something happened to somebody, something happened to the farm or to the community. Injury, illness, war. That was a breakup of the stillness, right? There was disruption and chaos. What I wonder now is is the disruption the stillness? Have we come to a place of such immense chaos? uncertainty and instability, such noise, that in fact, the disruption is the moment at which you find the stillness. And everything that was in the trunk of the hatchback smashes into the back of your head, right? So you're just surrounded by whatever was in your luggage, the things that happened during your week, those events that have happened that you've never had time to digest. When you slammed on the brakes, they just hurled forward and scattered around you. And that is the disruption. The disruption is in the stopping. And so I wonder and I assume that we are evolving differently now to accommodate that new reality. I'm almost 50 and I know that my generation, we don't really know how to do this yet. Our nervous systems are not dealing well. We've got rampant autoimmune disorders. Anxiety is skyrocketing. We're not really keeping up. The 30-somethings, the millennials, same, right? Lots of anxiety. So, what do we do? As I look up, I see a raven soaring over our house. The trickster. Such an intelligent bird. Complex, beautiful. Stunning. Brutal. What do we do? How do we get our skulls back on their axis? What is the new normal for you? I notice sitting out here that there's lots of noises. There was just this really noisy truck that went by there are mechanical sounds but I'm really tuning into the birds and that's my practice I am an empathetic person I feel what the world is feeling and so when someone tells me a story a deep one one that has tendrils I am quickly full. I need to go and I need to digest it, let it out. For me, the practice is to create the stillness more and more often. To hear the birds song over the noisy truck. I can hear children playing in the playground. Wind noise. I'm gonna tune into the wind. It's harmonious. It's disruptive. But not like our current leaders are disruptive. This disruption is for our own good. This disruption is one where we can raise our arms like branches of a tree. And the wind will come through and clear out the little places where the pine needles have accumulated. Everyone's trying to sell me something lately. They want me to do this program or that program to boost my business. And it's all around 10000 American dollars. Because they're all trying to figure out how to keep the system in place. It's not staying in place, and it shouldn't. The system is dying. And there will be more chaos. As I tend my skull, crooked on the axis... I do my part to help the earth find her access again. As I breathe into my belly with my spidey webs, I strengthen my core to hold myself strongly through the wind. I grow my roots down through my tailbone. most powerfully of all as I summon on the power of a volcano to purge what is no longer needed to erupt my greatest dreams and visions my angers, my passions to distill it all through the lava that is the medicine That is the new stillness. The rage of the feminine coming forward. Mother Earth, Gaia, do your work. Let's all summon our inner volcanoes. We are so powerful together, but only together. Power with, power from within, will always overtake power over the many versus the few. And all we need to do is breathe, get present, show up, and call on the most dynamic forces of stillness the birds, the ravens, the wind, the moose, and the medicine bear. Call them all. The thing that my friend Ursula has taught me over the years is that we must ask, we must offer, we must step forward consciously and audibly to rally the forces. it is all in right order calling us to awaken to erupt to dance let's do this let's disrupt